I'm sending praise up to the most high I know they hating cause I'm so fly You, you, you know I can see them, they in low-fi Welcome back to the Splitting Gaps podcast, episode 7 How we doing, fellas? Doing great, doing great Happy Friday, good to be here Yep, it's uh, it's good to be back as always. It's and um, today, for the first time, we're having uh, what you're hearing at the start and the end of this is uh, Lo-Fi from Sam Sounds. Um, did a little collab. He's a good friend of mine, good friend of the program. So uh, getting him in the mix. Uh, he's got an album coming soon. So uh, stay tapped into that, and uh, let's get into it. So uh, obviously, um, it's no mystery it's no surprise that we just saw one of the craziest weekends of football that has ever come about probably the best divisional round uh playoff weekend i've seen in my lifetime i think i could say probably the best just nfl any week that i've ever seen i mean the way it started the way it ended um just seeing that just having that notion that after that game even though the Bills fell short again, that we're going to see Mahomes versus Allen for the next 10 years mm-hmm. makes me very happy. Like, that Absolutely. is going to be one of the greatest duels. Like, those guys are going to be doing so. Like, they're going to walk into the Hall of Fame together. They're going to be, you know, like, yeah. and it's, that is going to be so fun. I think to they're going to have that, uh, like, Mahomes, or not, I'm sorry, Brady and Manning yeah, kind of exactly. relationship where you're going to have these absolute shootouts and opportunities where, wow, it's a great quarterback matchup, and the winner of this might go on to just win the whole thing. And obviously a lot of the, those guys won, ended up winning the conference championship with Brady winning a majority of them. But, I mean, you're starting to see that where you get these absolute duels, and, you know, people always say, like, oh, is this the, was this the Super Bowl? Did we watch the Super right. Bowl last weekend? And there's still a lot of great football left to be played, I think. But, yeah. hell yeah, hell of a game, and I think we'll be seeing them. One thing that, I mean, it did play out like this, too, is that throughout the whole season, everybody seemed to be beating each other. It's like there were a lot of good playoff teams this year, and you could tell, and that's obviously how it transpired. Every game was a kick away or touchdown yeah. in the Bills game, but it's pretty, pretty, pretty great weekend. And we're going to get into a lot, obviously, in depth on all those games. Um, the games we'll be seeing some championship Sunday in a couple days here, but... Something that happened a little uh, later in the week I uh, wanted to get into, and I'm wearing my Barry Bonds jersey as a sentiment um, because I feel very strongly about this as as an avid baseball fan, as someone who loves the game. Um, So David Ortiz, Big Poppy, known by most, affectionately known, um, just got in on his first ballot. And Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds are now effectively off the ballot and can no longer make it into Cooperstown. So I want to put my two cents for for Manfred and the baseball writers, which I'm sure Manfred would have no problem taking my two cents, um, that pudwack. But the fact that There are people, i.e. Barry Bonds, perhaps the greatest, most talented hitter baseball player to have ever graced a diamond that is being held out of Cooperstown on the grounds of using performance-enhancing drugs, right? Mm -hmm. Because Lord knows that he has the greatest resume of all time. That's not why. He's getting held out on the grounds that he used performance-enhancing drugs and was guilty of doing so. 
the fact that David Ortiz is getting in on his first ballot, another guy who was guilty of using performance-enhancing drugs and was, this is proven, in 2003, he was cited, he was guilty of using performance-enhancing drugs. If the grounds for Barry Bonds not being in, and this the only reason he's not in, is because the steroid scandal and him using steroids. When you put in a guy that was in that same scandal, in those same reports, that wasn't even half the player that Barry is, there is zero integrity, zero sanctity in Cooperstown, in what the baseball writers are doing, in what Major League Baseball is doing. And I know, Marty, you've brought this name up multiple times while we've been talking. Mike Piazza, also on those lists. He's in the Hall of Fame. So there's other examples. This is not the first guy to do so, but you cannot sit here and tell me that it is nothing except a popularity contest now. Yeah. And what it is, honestly, is that the scapegoats of those scandals Bonds, Clemens, McGuire, and Sosa, all four were easily the best players of their era. Mm-hmm. And so they, because they used PDs, they were the scapegoats. But Poppy was really young. He he got caught. Uh, he, fuck, he used steroids. Yeah. And so he went on to have a great career, hero in Boston. Piazza was on, I mean, whatever, on the tail end of his, his shit. And so they they just get a pass, but because they weren't the scapegoats, it's uh, the big headliners were the ones who like are taking the fall for it because they don't get to go to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and in in my opinion, and I think most people that you know respect the game, once a cheater, always a cheater. If you if you took perform, it doesn't matter if you stopped or anything. You took away the integrity of the game of baseball if you cheated, right? Yeah. I think everyone can agree on that. At any point in your career, whether whether Ortiz did it in 03 or 2013, you know, it doesn't matter. You can't tie down, oh, well, he did it early, so after, you know, he, he did all this without steroids. Because that's also not an argument for Barry Bonds, because yeah. the guy put together one of the greatest first 10 seasons of a career before he even sniffed a steroid. Yeah. So... It, That's the argument I always hear is that uh, that ten year stint he had before like the PEDs, mm-hmm. and I'm not really a big baseball guy. I mean, I'll watch my Tigers and but and you know and I know enough, but I just really don't see how you can put in um, people who are known steroid users and then not in turn put in uh, bonds. I mean, just just off of the fact that that first ten seasons alone, you know, it's enough that shows that he could do it without the without them. And it's just they're they're such cowards, you know, because they know that you know there'll be people, you know, and you you what was the uh, the phrase you've used like old man shouts at cloud, old man yells at cloud, yeah. yeah. Like there's all these guys that effectively hate Barry Bonds, right? Because he was a dickhead, because he cheated, whatever. All those old men, they know that these guys that have been around the game forever would be, the cloud would become Barry Bonds, right, if he gets in. Then they're, you know, like, oh, it's ruined. He should never get in, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's like... Yeah, it's a bunch of dudes who were playing stickball. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, a bunch of guys that were, you know... 1950. Thrown 83 and thought it was absolute cheddar, you know? like, And now they're watching it, and it's, it's a different game. Um, I th- I think to this day, guys. I know it's not as big, but I'd I'd say probably upwards of a quarter of the players in baseball now are taking 
Probably. Same things it's that not the same thing. You, it's a, it's the same thing with with anything. Like yeah. as soon as you crack down on one form of something, people will find <laughs> people yeah. will find yeah. a way to do the same just, thing, but through a different baseball way. Baseball just has that stigma on it that it's just. I feel no matter what, people want to cheat at it. Because, I, you know, like the, like the reason is because it's so hard to break into the majors. So dudes are gonna do everything in their power to get yeah. the, an upper level on the next guy who's in front of him. Yeah, yeah that's understandable. I mean, I just feel like in the NBA and NFL, you know, you just never really see like. And you want to know a huge difference between those two leagues and the MLB? You get drafted top five overall in the NBA or the NFL. You are a huge part of that team right away. Yeah. You are a franchise player. You are Cade Cunningham. You're starting. You're yeah. getting 35 minutes a night. You go top five in an MLB draft. You, we might not see you in the majors for four years. Yeah, Dude, five years. The Phillies. The Phillies took Mickey Moniak number one in 2015, and he's a joke. He's never. Yeah, he's never. I don't even think he's taken a major league at bat. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And so there's an interesting way of doing it. And it's so completely different from every other sport in that regard to where it's like, yeah, you were once the number one prospect, right, on on prep baseball, on whatever, on anyone's big board. Dude, if you can't if you can't get it together in single A or double A, you're slumping. You can't. Bro, you might not make it to the majors. Yeah, you're going to be done. Moniac. Moniac, the same thing. Chris Bryant went number two overall. There's a guy named Mark Appel. Went number one to Houston. Houston passed on Chris Bryant to take Mark, but he never you imagine? never threw a pitch. Wow, they never threw a pitch in the majors. And and Houston hit on a lot of draft <laughs> picks over the last ten years. Yeah, because so they took Correa you imagine? the year before the year. I think they took Correa the year after because they still sucked ass. But. Wow, but it is it is such a different game, and it's it. I feel like it's the most um, just. The people at the top of baseball and at the MLB care the least about the product on the field than any sport because they're not they're not worried about anything that goes on. They're not worried when when uh, viewership is down. That I mean, you're seeing the lockout now. Like these owners, they just want every cent they can. There, there's a ton of teams that they're not they're not looking to get better. Like they know that it's going to cost them too much and they're they'll make more money if they don't try to rebuild and spend all this money and just yeah. you know save it and and so it it makes me mad as a baseball fan that there's so little put in by the by the suits up top to make the game better and to be to be honest one of the things that saved baseball was Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, yeah. Sammy Sosa were a yeah, big part in reinvigorating lockout, baseball like into the into the culture, players, into yeah. Ameri- the American like way well, of that entertainment. Would be gone. I mean, it really wouldn't be well, anything yeah. as much as it is now. Well, the thing is, is it's it's a lot of things in baseball that are just like. 1800s like I exactly dude the hall of fame process being a bunch of dudes who've never played before the writers that's that's how these players get in they get voted in by a bunch of clown ass writers so it's like all right John Heyman Baseball's gets to this weird. some guy who's 65 years old just who's wrote he's been a journalist shots? he's been a journalist his whole life and he's he's calling the shots like so all these different dudes it's the weirdest thing i've ever yeah, seen and think about like the one thing that comes to mind is in the shortened season, the 60-game season, they did the expanded playoff, much like the NFL has done the last two years. They did the expanded playoff where they did two more wild cards from each. 
dude, those first that first week of playoff baseball where you're seeing three, four games in a day was electric. Yeah. Like way more people are into that and because more fan bases. More fan bases are in. More people are like, oh, we got a couple games. Like these are all they're three game sets, you know. So game one is huge. Yep. So there's all these people tuning in, and it was great. I thought it was great for baseball. What happens the next year? Everyone, every fan is saying, keep the ex- expanded playoff. Nope. Nope. We don't want it. Every freaking fan agrees that there needs to be a pitch clock. Baseball's because lame. because yeah. these guys go these guys go a, these guys go ninety seconds in between pitches, and no one's it's got the long. attention span to watch a four hour game except me because I'm a loser that yeah. watches every Sox game. If you're not a diehard like you need to watch every game or you're betting on every game. There is nothing attractive. It's boring. If I wasn't a like a diehard Sox fan or just a lifelong baseball player, I would never watch baseball because it sucks. You you got games going. The average game this year was like three hours and thirty eight minutes. That cannot happen. And you, there are ways, simple ways that you can make it better. Yeah. Expanded playoff. Shorten the season a little bit. Put a pitch clock in. Things like that. You know what I mean? Where it's like these are not novel ideas. These are things that minor leagues are doing. Dude. You know? Yeah, but and they gotta honor the legacy of old Hoss Radburn and the, the guys yeah, in the 18, yeah, and lefty 1878. Because the, the way they wrong. did it is the right way. You gotta, yeah. gotta keep it like that. Yeah, it I mean so it's it's old man yells at cloud. That's all that's all the game is. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, it's like the uh, Americans game that old guy in that old guy in SpongeBob that just like at the bus stop. Oh, I just love young people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, at, those are the guys like you know moving the yeah. the puppet masters yeah. in in Major League They're Baseball. The shots. So um, I guess to uh, to get to a more competent and a more um, entertaining sport sport right now, <laughs> um, and our. Inarguably, it's most entertaining phase that we've ever seen. Um, we are going to get into these games. We'll go in order um, from how they happen. So, um, Bengals are on to the AFC Championship. Who day, baby? Who day? Saturday was great. We we had every the campus. There are not. There are no longer any. Anything but Bengals fans on. I've this caught campus. the fever. I'm going to be honest. I was at the game, so I mean, my uh, yeah, I've caught yeah, the fever. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to see first, what firsthand knowledge. How was the experience? I mean, the Bengals fans are for real. That's the number one thing. Uh, number two, Nashville is for real. Still a fun time. Uh, getting out there, I would put that on everyone's bucket list. Um, Getting to a playoff game in Nashville, um, I think, would be one of those just, like, really cool experiences people should do. Like, it's just you get those fan bases in there. It's uh, it's bumping. The stadium was sweet. Um, you know, we were in the nosebleeds a little bit. But it was so fun to watch. Uh, I am so on the Bengals train. Um, oh, yeah. I don't get how they can empower to like Joe Burrow and the management and the coach Zach Taylor for sticking with him. I have no idea how he takes the hits he does and just gets up and keeps playing. He's similar like, to they, Deshaun they have, Watson. They have no line. Yeah, I mean they no line. I sitting up there. It's their line was Swiss cheese. Yeah. just letting in any Titans player yeah, who Titans, wants a the sack. Titans had like nine sacks. I yeah, think. nine sacks. But then you start. I've noticed this though. From the from the opposing team's perspective, they start to see like, oh, we can easily get to the quarterback. Let's just send four guys now. And then right. They send the fifth guy, and then oh, you know what you did? 
You left Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase and their tight end, Ozuma, whatever his name is, wide open in single coverage. And if Joe can just sit in and just deliver these throws and just stick with it, yeah, yeah, no, you, you got to hang in, in and that's yeah. the that's the risk but reward. But he's been doing it, and I mean, power to him, like I said. But I, yeah, I'm on the Who Day train. I uh, go Bengals. And something that, and this makes this run in particular so intriguing, is can you think of a team that's got to a conference championship with an O line this bad, almost? There is a constant amongst teams, whether it's you got a great defense, you got your quarterbacks playing yeah. out of his mind. Almost always right there. your O-line is playing well. Yeah. Playing well. And their O-line is, like, it's as it's bad. Disaster. Like We've known it for yeah. years. It's always been terrible. It's well, look, at, look at the rest of the teams that are in these championship games. What? So the Niners have had a great old line. I mean, Trent Williams is going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame yeah. tackle. I mean, they're that Mc- outside is very team. stout on the other side. Yeah. Good interior. They run the ball like nobody's business. Great old line. The Rams, Whitworth, Hall of Famer. Yeah. 40, Allen, too. 40 really years good. old. They have a great interior, great tackle, whatever. Another good old line. The Chiefs, Mitchell Schwartz has been a Pro Bowler like six, seven times. And that rookie center is like the top Yeah, he's graded. the number one player, yeah. like yeah. the number one center yeah. in the whole league. Yeah. Another great old line, and then the Bengals. Then the have Bengals. A, it's a joke. I like I can't. It'll not be one person. Though. Like I don't know if any of the Bengals guys would start on any of those other teams. Probably not. Yeah, they probably bad. wouldn't send anyone anywhere. But you know what? They're here. And the thing, the thing is, that's interesting with the Bengals choosing the way that they did is them taking Chase at whatever they took him at five instead of Sewell. So they cho- all right. They're like, all right, we know our O line sucks. We're gonna try and get some speed. Like that—that that was their. Yeah. A lot of teams' philosophies is shore it up. Theirs is like, let's just get another guy. So yeah, yeah, they so just can't roast them all. I do sure. think though they might be set up best uh, going forward though because if you look at like the offseason and free agency, a lot of these free agency linemen want to go play for one in a quarterback like Joe Burrow yeah. and two for a winning team. You know, it's like, hey, maybe they've. I've had my stint with the Jets for five years, and I'm a blue chip tackle, and I want to go actually play mm-hmm. for a better team. The Cincinnati is going to become very appealing, I yeah. think, for them to pick up a couple linemen in this year. And then, wow, man, if you look at that and you get Burroughs of protection, look out. Plus, the AFC. when you know that it's no secret, obviously, everyone knows that this line has struggled mightily and. No, there's a chance none of these guys are back if they had a choice next year. Yeah. So if you're to to your point, guys that want yeah they want to go with Burrow and and Taylor. It's like when you when it's news that this O line has struggled mightily, and what will put this team over the edge is improved O line play. It's like the sky is the limit. Yeah. If they had no it really line. is. If you know that as a guy, you know that if you come in and play well. You're gonna get credit because it's it'll be night and day, and you'll be able to see that immediately. And you're like, look at the Bengals; they they're a juggernaut now because look, he came in and shirt up this O line, and that's more credit than a lot of O linemen will get when you yeah. when you take on a project as O lineman. Another thing is guys, and Marty, I'm sure you could attest to this as a former O lineman, 
is it's a unit, you know? So you come in oh, and yeah. you're like, yo, we're going to build something over here on this line, you know, and we're going to make, we're going to make some of this and we're going to be the guys here. We're going to be the five the, around Joey B. And with the running game they have too, like Mixon's a great back. Yeah. I think they're really set it's up. So the one thing, their are line, they can run the ball. It's, yeah. Which is, I mean, it's a completely different style of offense when you try and say pass pro and, and run blocking schemes because you could be smaller and be able to fire off quicker than the deep defender and blow them off the line and be able to run well, and create some that's holes. Why you but you, if you're not stout on like a pass set, you're just going to get smoked. That's why you're starting every to see these time. more RPOs is because yeah. the line is just in run block the whole time. And so if like for when you're the Bengals and it's like easier for you to do that. Yeah, you might get a man down, a legal man downfield because the line literally doesn't know what the play is if it's going to be a run or a pass. Yeah. They're just run blocking the whole time. And just back to the, on the Bengals as a whole, everywhere on social media, no matter like what what the post is, who's posting it, it seems like everyone that isn't either a Chiefs fan, a Rams fan, or a Niners fan is a Bengals fan right yeah. now. You know, like, it's America's they're, they're an team right now. You know, it's like, it kind of reminds me of when the Cardinals made it and played the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, they just reeks of underdog. I don't know. Like Plus, everyone loves Joe Burrow. Yeah. You know what Joe I mean? Shiesty, like, Joe Burr, Joe Shiesty, all of it. Everyone loves him, so it's like, let's go, let's go Bengals. Yeah. Who day? Like, everywhere. He's and it's contagious, man. dude. It's Bengal it fever. It is contagious, I will say. Being down there, I was screaming, who day? I felt like I'd been a fan my whole life. So that that game's going to be, I mean, it's a rematch of one of the best games we had. Hey, they already um, beat them this year, too. They already so. beat them in a game where, what were they down, 17-7? Yeah, we were at the, or, no, they were down, I thought they were down 17 points. They might. We, yeah. we were at the Bears, we at the Bears game, so we game and catch it, and we were just seeing every like five minutes just a I Jamar Chase fifty yard touchdown, and uh, that was also that crazy. They Bengals ran like nine plays from the one yard line to yeah. end it, and this, they got bailed um, out. I will say. So looking forward to that one. Um, another. I mean, you're you're talking about Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Allen. Four guys that are going to be here for a long time playing in these games. So this is this is going to be the first time we get the uh, Joey Ballsack Pat Mahomes matchup. So it'll be fun. Um, next yeah, the, game, the AFC's in good hands. It's Just in one great hands. Thing. I mean, we're talking about where we're, I think we will start to get um, like between. Uh, Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. I think you'll just those three guys. Who's going to be left out of the AFC Championship? You know, someone's right. going to have a tough game to play before. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be tough, and I, that really, really looks like what like Roethlisberger, Manning, and Brady yeah. looked like for a while. That, you know, like Big Ben squeezes through. He gets like his two, what two, right? Yeah, yeah two. three because they lost to the Packers. Yeah, um, and then Brady is just Brady. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. He's an yeah alien. the only. But yeah, well, that's crazy. Were there any other quarterbacks to make it out of the AFC? In that Joe season? Flacco. Flacco, yeah. Um, Forgot about. Did Flacco go twice? Flacco uh, no. once. He's elite. Just they against won the in, Niners. They won in 2012. Or yeah, whatever. the blackout yeah. game. Yeah. Um, but onto that that second game, um, we had the pack went down, and my main takeaway from that game, just because it was the coolest thing I had seen in a while because it was so candid, so authentic, was Jimmy G running up to Robbie Gold yeah. and shaking up with him. And the, uh, this went viral, but shaking up with him, and he gave the most just heartfelt, 
fuck the Packers that yeah. I've ever heard as like a Chicago kid. He went to school in Illinois. He obviously he's playing out west now. He's not the Bears quarterback. But the way he said it, it was like that. It the hatred had been brewing. It warms in him. your heart. It was it was just nice because it was like yeah, you know, like fuck the Packers, Robbie Gold, Bears legend, future yeah. Hall of Famer. Ice is them. So Ice is them, and Jimmy G, the Chicago kid, is like, you know what? Let's send them home. We own. They. Have, we talked. We mentioned it last week about how the Niners have the had Niners. their number. They officially Four not only have their number, they have their social, they have their address, they have everything Four on the Packers in the playoffs. Did you see Rodgers like a couple of years ago? It was like after they lost uh, 2019. Or yeah, like two yeah. years ago when they lost. Yeah, you guys. We, we, we just need to get one of these at home. Yeah, exactly. And they get it at home, and Robbie Gould ends their career. Um, it'll be interesting to see where the Packers end up next year with Rodgers and Adams, kind of looking to maybe get out, maybe what's stay. His, what's his face just got hired by the Broncos? Their OCs, the Packers OC is the Broncos head coach. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of Rodgers to the Broncos brewing just from this past season. So I that mean, would be the Broncos. You know what they're doing? They're greasing the wheels with that hire. Yeah. So I think they if need he goes hot. They they ask him his relationship. With Rodgers, and he's like, yeah, we have a great relationship, whatever. He could just be spewing bullshit. I think you like, get him and then sign Adams. And you think that with Adams, Judy, Just and we're a package Tim deal Patrick. type thing. Yeah. And Touchdown Tim. And Noah Fant. Dude, that They be, got weapons over there. In they, 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 Javante if Rodgers, if Rodgers were to go to the Broncos, it'd be the greatest division of quarterbacks in NFL history. Yeah, without it. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. Yeah, holy smokes. I don't even know who'd win that every year. I think all four of them. Would that would be, oh, wow, the, just another. I another, think just add per, I, the greatest regular season quarterback to one of the greatest crops of quarterback talent how that the conference has ever seen. If the Rams, like, lose this year and then Rodgers and Adams go to the Broncos and Von Miller just gets, like, bait and switch. <laughs> like, he just la- he wanted to leave the Broncos because they were bad and now they're just, like, the best team. So, um,. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I did want, as knowing you know, you diehard Lions fan, it seems like it seems like to me that the city of Detroit is rallying around Matthew Stafford on his run right yeah. now, and it's very refreshing. I think. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's you can't be mad at a guy like that and like leaving. Like, there's just nothing but good. Right. Like, you can't blame him. Like, like how do you not want to see that guy succeed? I mean, I'm, you guys are Bears, Bears fans. I mean, you've seen some of like the legend that actually is Matt Stafford, mm-hmm. like the magic he can do. I will. I've seen him do that. Like game-winning drives so many damn times, mm-hmm. and it was funny. Like my brother texted me right after and was like, "Oh, he just moved into like I think it was like third all-time in comebacks, maybe fifth all-time in like fourth quarter overtime comebacks." Like he's, I'm glad he's finally getting recognized because he is that dude. Like he is a comeback king. You know you love him when you let him go. Yeah, you know? but it's it's cool to see. I mean, his whole. Obviously, a lot of it had to do with him playing on some very bad Lions teams. But it was, oh, Stafford, Stafford never won a playoff game. He can't be, you know, referenced up there. And, oh, he didn't play great in the ones he'd been in, whatever. He was looking like he had been there before yeah. and he had won those games. Those last couple throws he made to save that almost historic he played collapse. Like a perfect game too. That that last throw to Cooper Cup was a thing of masterpiece. Yeah. And I love seeing it. I, I thought, you know, the oh the 
uh, Bloody Lip Brady. This is I could just see the headlines. Yeah, already. I had the Bucks. I took them live. <laughs> I thought for sure they were going to come back and win, but they fought them off. And it's good to see Stafford playing this way and just slinging it and happy out there because that's how he was in Detroit. And it, it's too bad we couldn't get a win. And you commented on those playoff games. Look at them, though. It's it's a road game against a hot New Orleans team, Sean Payton and Breeze, you know, right in the prime of that, coming off like their Super Bowl. Seahawks, right when they were really dominant, where you were lucky if you could get a, if you could come out alive out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you were you, it was impossible to win there. And then Dallas. I mean, the refs completely boned the Lions that game. That was pass interference on Brandon Pettigrew. So. Those are the three games Stafford has played in playoff-wise as a, as a Lion. Mm-hmm. And it's be, it's good he actually uh, got the win this time. And, of course, in those uh, we will see. And a big storyline every time they, these teams have played over the last couple years is the Shanahan-McVay. Yeah. McVay is Shanahan's you know redheaded stepchild that yeah. he's been beating on for the last four years. Yeah, I mean, Shanahan beats on a lot of a lot of like the top tier. Matt Lafleur is his son too. There <laughs> yeah. wasn't it the three of them that they were, were all in Washington. Yeah, yeah. And together. And Shanahan just actually owns all of them. I think he's ten and zero against them. I think he's lost to McBay once. And that's crazy considering Matt Lafleur is no, has the greatest record through three is seasons. The, yeah. Yeah. Damn. And wow. and Matt Lafleur has the greatest record through three seasons of coaching in NFL history, hmm. except playing. <laughs> Shanahan. Like without Shanahan, he might have lost I'm two a, games. I'm here for an all nine Super Bowl. I want Burrow versus Stafford. Give me the nines out there. Pay yeah, that'd nines. be. I don't know what is that. That's who you want. Yeah, Mar. How about I you? I don't want to see Brittany Mahomes as Phoenix Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Jackson well, I for sure. Want the Bengals. I don't really care, honestly. Out of the NFC. Yeah. What, I'd I, like to see Stafford. Uh, I, yeah, I honestly, I yeah, I I hadn't really thought about it, but I'd probably say, give me Rams. Uh, I do like Bengals. the Niners too, and how they play. I would, given how their game against the Chiefs went two years ago, I would not be upset if they won. I'm really okay with all these teams winning. I mean, I, yeah. there's no team I'm like, damn, it's new. You know, like, even the Chiefs, the Chiefs, they but, just really have the one. I mean, they lost last year. It's I mean, this he's is a young Mahomes, quarterback. What? Like you're stupid if you think Mahomes, Mahomes has gone to the AFC Championship every year, right? Uh, four years in a row. Four years. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's going to be that's interesting insane. though, because you know, I talked about this uh, not last week because I wasn't on, but um, two weeks ago. You had business to attend. Yeah, to I was last uh, week. driving to Nashville for the who day. <laughs> um, but I was talking about how Mahomes' kind of grip on the AFC I thought was. Maybe poised to be loosened a little bit, and obviously with winning that game against Josh Allen, he kind of showed that he's still the guy mm-hmm. in the AFC, and everything has to run through him. But you are seeing, man, it get close, and teams like the Raiders are not far off. I mean, you look at the Broncos getting a plug-in QB; they're not that far off. Maybe like like the like Rogers though. Yeah, the AFC. There's a lot of young QBs. Herbert. There, I mean, Burrow, yeah, there's, Allen. A, there's a reason why the Chiefs weren't the one seed this year. Yeah, and it, it, Matt, even the Mac, that division's Mac, brutal. Mac Jones led Patriots. They'll be good, and I, but yeah, Mahomes gets it done again. You know, back against the wall, thirteen seconds, 
And um, he comes back and gets a field goal. For yeah, can we talk about can we talk about that defense that the Bills played there? I mean, they played to not give up a touchdown. Yeah, yeah what? Yeah, it didn't make. They any had sense. a timeout and they're playing sidelines and giving Kelsey all this cushion she and giving said him three timeouts. Okay, it those was were it was perfectly drawn up routes though. I will say, like the defense still was no like excuse. no sideline and no like. Big plays the, for touchdowns. Why but. Why are you not playing? All right, so the Chiefs have three timeouts. Why are you not playing somewhat of a normal defense? You know what I, I mean? I would play normal defense. They D. just gave them, they gave them 40 yards. That's very doable in 10 seconds with three timeouts. You know what I mean? You play normal defense after you get one incompletion, one yeah, 10 it's yard. Game. It's game over. Yeah. One. Yeah. And then they have to have a Hail Mary. They have to like, hit the Hail Mary. You know, I, what I don't understand is you how did you not know really what they were going to do? They have a monster tight end while you're playing pretty much corners in the sideline. Like, you don't think they're going to take the big tight end up the seam? Yeah. You don't think right. they're going to throw to their slot receiver who's an actual cheetah and have him run for like 20 yards? I mean, when yeah. he gets the ball, his yak is absurd. Yeah. Like, you didn't think they were going to do that? Where was the lapse on defense? So where 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 did the number one overall defense this year go for no 13 idea. seconds? I have no idea. Two all-pro safeties. Micah so Hyde. One, was one on? player. Players all-pro. So too. why are you not, as a defense, so if personally, you're looking at that last scenario, okay, what, the Chiefs have the ball to 25. You're worried about a touchdown. Okay, the one guy that's going to beat you over the top is Tyreek Hill. So if you play somewhat of a normal defense – Blanket Tyreek Hill. So he yeah. can't go for a 75-yard touchdown. You play everybody else one-on-one or I whatever. I wouldn't even let him catch the ball. I mean, you're asking for him to get that's, 20 yards. Well, that I mean, that's you could run press then and bring a safety over. Yeah. And they're, what? So if, if McCole Hardman burns one of the very good Bills cornerbacks and, like, Plants him and Byron goes for Pringle. seventy five. Like if Byron Pringle goes for seventy five, it's like damn. Okay, Chiefs. Like, Robinson, good game. Pringle, but, and uh, who was the other? And Hardman are triplets. They are actually triplets. And yeah. Jarek McKinnon now too. Yeah, no, it's they it's all ridiculous. look the same. Yeah, I know. It's they, absurd. They just grow them under Arrowhead. Yeah, they grow these like kind of wiry five foot, five foot nine wiry just. Explosive, fast as shit. Just uh, weapons, <laughs> you weapons know, for sure. But um, so I think we all agree that that was one of the greatest games we've ever seen. I mean, I was telling, I was talking to you about this earlier. I think what separates a good game or a very good game from a great game is when both teams, it seems like they've won and lost it yeah. within the course of the game. You know, oh, that that's game. And then they come back and score, or vice versa. So we talk about that as the mark of a great game. We saw that four times in two minutes. Pat Mahomes threw for almost 200 yards in the last two Those minutes of the game. Those two-minute stats were freaking nuts. Yeah. Better than most QBs in a game. Yeah, and obviously the overtime controversy it's like I don't I don't know that you can bitch about it when you know what it is going in. They always yeah, do this, no, you know. Yeah. It's like it's like, like you. What did you think? Was it's like they found out. They overtime. found out just now that yeah. now it's an overtime. Like, They're like, wait, if they score, we don't get the ball. What's gonna happen? But I mean, I don't like the rule personally. I never have. I think both teams should touch the ball at least. 
Yeah, um, I'm kind of okay with that because I hear these arguments where it's like, oh, well, you know, defense wins championships, and it's like, yeah, but you don't effectively put elect to put your defense out there to get a stop and then get your team the ball to win. Right. Then. It's so like, I'm like, you're not winning it, with the defense. As, as soon as a team wins the toss in overtime and elects to defer, maybe we can talk it'd about be, the rule. Yeah, every Bears. single team Bears. that's ever yeah. won the overtime Nagy coin flip takes the ball. Yeah. Every Nagy single Nagy one. He would have played what the mean? field position. What does that tell you? What does that tell you about the rule? There's two ways. There's never been a team kick. Two immediate ways for me are either just give them a chance to answer or do better. Like if there is a fe- like if you kick a field goal, this team, other teams should get the ball and get a chance for either a field goal or a touchdown. Touchdown wins it, field goal ties it, and then maybe go sudden death. Because then it's like, okay, I mean, you got the drive. Your defense should be able to figure it out. We're trying to avoid ties here. I get that you can't in the playoffs, but the other thing is just if the defense gets a stop, make it be over. Like if defense really wins championships, then like yeah. if the D's right. gonna get a that's stop, a good way, that's a good way to, to like, balance. Okay, maybe we don't have a great offense. Yeah, that's a good way to good about balance. It, our defense is really good, so let's put that's the D good. out that's there. That's a great. I love that. So then it's okay. We get a stop. We win the game. Yeah, and then if you get I a mean, field goal, like you if, get a chance to if answer. If you drive so down and score a touchdown, you win the game. So, so then it has to be evened out. D gets a place where you can win, get a stop. You can pretty much tie in a way but letting a field goal you get your offense back on the field or you just stink and you let them score how about how about this i i hadn't put much thought into this but so it's okay you go down kick a field goal team comes down matches or score score touchdown they win you know next score wins field goal field goal next score wins except team goes down scores a touchdown instead of it being over team that gets the ball gets a chance to match but they have to go for two Wow. So then, their chance, it's like, okay, but you have to go for the win. The game will be over no matter, no matter what. what. Yeah. I like that. Sure. I like that. So you go down, you lead the drive. We're not doing this where we can just trade touchdowns. I mean, you yeah. know, that that game might still be going on. Well, that Chiefs-Bills game is, might still be going on if too, they were just matching. You still so tired in things like that where I think it needs to be – yeah, almost like that. Where it need, you can't in NFL have these just go. Which is also, which is also, a po- are you're talking about like energy and being tired? That's a point. That's like the offense has the biggest advantage ever. The defense has played four quarters of just trying to hur- like run around after Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. You don't think those guys are gassed? <laughs> yeah. Like you kidding? Do me? you remember um, the first implementation, the first game that? The overtime rules were in play for the new Demarius ones. Thomas. Demarius Thomas yeah. first play of this of this era of these overtime rules was Tim Tebow to Demarius Thomas eighty yard touchdown against the Steelers to win. Wow. I remember because they did the whole thing, you know. At, oh, it's in overtime. They do the whole, yeah. you know. No, I got a kick. I get another <laughs> chance. All right. And, thanks, and Al here is what the takeaway. If you score now, first, if, if you score first, the game is over, and everyone's like, "What?" what? And then first play, Demarius, rest in peace. Uh, damn, that was sad. Yeah. But uh, that Kills. was a legendary moment. I do think that there needs to be. See, like we've just bounced back multiple ideas that yeah, could be I don't, very both works I for have, the fans and the players. I have no time. This is now the second time we've talked about a sports league just not doing something inherently right with rules. Mm-hmm. Like, how is it that hard where 
you can come up with something that isn't stupid. Like, just college overtime was absolutely perfect in an entertainment business. I can see why we kind of need to can't really have that or put, like, a cap on it for, like, the NFL. But even college tried to make it tough where it's like, yeah, third OT, you got to start going for two now. Like, there's no more extra points. It's like sometimes the teams are just evenly matched, and it just goes on for a while. And I think yeah. you can't do that in These the NFL, but some logical. Change. Just yeah, like logic. And it's yeah. <laughs> despised. Like, oh, if, if he kicks a field goal, you get the chance to respond. But if they score a touchdown, no bueno. And it's like these fans. What? They're the ones that put the money in. They're the ones that keep the wheels, you know, grease the wheels, keep everything moving. So you have to, you have to kind of understand that if a majority of fans around the NFL or around the MLB feel like something would make the game better, you should probably listen to it because they don't – what, do the fans want the game to be worse? No, they want it to be better. They're the ones consuming the product. Yeah. So if if a, not just a fan base but a collective of people think that, you know, and, I mean, that's what, almost 10 years now this playoff or this overtime rule has been around and – I, on part of my take, they were saying, yeah, no, you could keep it for regular season yeah. because, you know, it's fine. But I also think both those things we were talking about where it's still over, uh, like with the two-point conversion where it won't just keep going back and forth, I think that wouldn't, you know, prolong these games to a point where I'm it's crazy either. I'm all for out the whole quarter, too. I'm all for that because yeah. you, there's a just lot 10 of minutes, times. Like, 10 like minutes, like soccer does it. Because there's a lot of times, like though, where does. these OTs go – all the way down, especially where you're getting this um, that Chargers Raiders field game. goal one, where yeah they go field goal, so you get your five minute drive ends in a field goal, another five minute drive ends in a field goal, and, and then, then a team's in a thirty second drill yeah, to go then, get yeah, there. and then well, to get the that's field goal. The, the NFL's solution for overtime in the regular season to to limit ties was to shorten the overtime, so there's more like literally more ten, of a shorten it to ten minutes, so what? there's more of a chance. Yeah, for ties. like that's it's ridiculous. That yeah, I will say though the NFL compared to the other leagues has definitely been one that has been able to and willing to change throughout the year. There's been a million different rule yeah. changes. They they'll try things out. The the uh, throwing the flag review. for the PI didn't work. Whatever it's all right. New like well, I, know, yeah, like, I, I appreciate like that. that. I appreciate yeah. that it was a freaking catastrophe. It was a joke. And they acknowledged rule. it. And they're like they, all right, and they bad. scrapped it. Yeah. They the scrapped interference it. one. Yeah, that was. Oh my God, that was insufferable. But there's 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 new shit every like five ten years, and you're like, oh okay, we're trying this now. Like yeah. kickoffs, you can fair catch it within the five. Like yeah. that's that's a little nuance. Like yeah. there's different shit like that. Well, a lot of it revolves around player safety, and, right? That's, you know, minimizing the amount of time players have to be going a hundred percent on the field and endangering themselves. And it's probably. also that's also kind of a an excuse where you can just kind of use that yeah, even that. even for if it might not be the most you know relevant you can like implement yeah. something you could like, oh well an extra 30 seconds on the field could kill him so uh, <laughs> we can't do that if you just play the card of player safety you know yeah. concussions but it's player safety if you can do that then you know most people are gonna be like oh I'm fine with that. I mean, what do you want to kill these guys? You want these guys to die on your watch? Also, as a fan, you were talking about this, and I think we'll we'll get into this in a second. But when you look at some of the best games, you remember Mm -hmm. overtime comes to mind. 
I mean, every fan I know who I sit around and watch a football game with, and it goes to the first. You know what? The first couple words I hear: free, free football. football, free every free time, free football. Every time comes out every single time, no matter where I am in we're the United watch, States. You know, we're not at the game. We're no, watching it for like, free. Yeah, yeah, we're watching not it for paying, free, but, but we're somehow it, getting free. more free it's football. More time. The air, Fox did not think they'd be playing it this yeah. long. You know, you're in like the 60 minutes. 60 window. minutes anywhere yeah. but the, everywhere but, but the West Coast. Everywhere but the West Coast, and you just remember that old old. The old guy or uh, those old guys at the head of Major League Baseball are the only guys that are pissed that the game went to overtime because they're like, if sixty minutes doesn't start on time, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna blow a yeah, gasket. It's, it's the one guy with who's had season tickets since 1908 is sitting there just very <laughs> and Manfred. Manfred, he's got CBS on and and Raiders Yo, Chargers go to, goes to overtime. He's like. Just you know, sending Goodell attacks. Something needs to. Something's got to give. I need my sixty minutes. Freaking. But yeah, overtime, free football. You know, is what people want. What people need is what people remember. And um, good overtime. On that. On that note, um, I think what we can do, um, and like I said, in honor of maybe the greatest football game. Uh, we've seen this past Sunday, especially recently. Uh, what do you say we do a a draft where we each take five of the greatest games we've ever seen, greatest football games we've ever seen? It includes college too. Yeah, college and pro. Um, obviously, this was a NFL game, but as do a as, little serpentine as, draft yeah, order. Yeah. Um, yeah. How should we do the order? Uh, why don't you start it out? I'll keep these down so we can remember who's doing what. Okay. Uh, well, let's just go Chuck, Marty, and then all myself. So and then I'll pick twice. Just around. Yeah, yeah. So you, Marty, myself, and then me, Marty, you, and then you twice. So Chuck, right. what do you got first? So I'll take first overall. And a this lot of this. One one. This yeah, is a big one, pick. One one. Um. I think just because of the implication of, and I think this goes a lot of the way in college, is there's more just juggernauts like for a season, you know, the undefeated BAM mm-hmm. or the undefeated Clemson where it raises the stakes. Yeah. So 1-1, one, one, I am going to go with the 2017 National Championship, Alabama nice. versus Clemson. Deshaun Watson got hit more times than a redheaded stepchild. He was getting drilled. They wouldn't call targeting. He was getting hit in the head, and it looked like all hope was lost. He comes back in that second half, and you talk about, you know, we talk about Joe Burrow having having a pair of a you know brass set yeah. on him. The balls that Deshaun Watson had in that second half, you talk about hanging in the pocket. That Bama defense foul. was unbelievable. Drives them down. Score a couple times, get it to get it to where they can get the ball back to win. Drives down, is taking hit after hit, hanging in. Finally gets him down. Last play of the game, second to last play of the game. Hunter Renfro, little natural pick route, touchdown, so national good. championship, and that is one of when I look back on this. Like the first thing I thought of is how fondly I remember that game and how just beautiful a game it was. So that's that's my one one. Uh, mine, I'd have to go with. Really, so are you are you going second then? Oh no, you are. All right, <laughs> all right. Oops. No, you're good. Um, my uh, first overall 
I think I got to go with maybe the most memorable play in college football history, and that's the Kick Six 2013 Iron Bowl. So I I remember we I was in Wisconsin for going to like five o'clock mass or something. We were like I'm like shit like dad fucking Auburn's there's like four minutes left. Alabama's got the ball to win or whatever. Kid kid takes the field goal short. I mean, and that's that's the rest was history. Oh, the rest history. Unbelievable game. Who, um, who who is gonna win the football game? Auburn's gonna <laughs> win the football game. <laughs> I uh, I have to go with the one game I think of every time I think college football, and that is OU versus Boise State in the Fiesta Bowl. I remember being so young and thinking that the hook and ladder and the Statue of Liberty were the coolest yeah. plays I've ever seen in my life. I agree. My mom and the rest of my family was out of town. It was just me and my dad home. They were on vacation. I remember it was my bedtime, so I was asleep. But I, I was like, I was so high on Boise. I thought they were sweet. oh everyone, every little kid. I remember Boise. sneaking downstairs and like hiding behind the chair for like, like forty five minutes, <laughs> just trying to watch like the second half. My dad just like finally when the fourth quarter starts, right. like, I've seen you come this here, whole son. time. Like, yeah. come sit down, watch the rest of the game, and I saw some of the best football plays. I think I've still ever that seen was in the my life. Statue of Liberty for game, right? Yeah, yeah. on the two point conversion. That was against AP. Yep. Yeah, AP. Yeah, that was AP's AP rookie or like sophomore year, maybe or that might have been his freshman. Might have been his freshman. Um, yeah, so we all go college for the first round. Yeah, college uh, they got them all. I guess yeah, I got it's two. Just something so romantic about those games in college, you know, like it's I, those are all three great picks. Um, um, I guess I got two in a row here. I gotta go with. Um, you know, probably moving to. Uh, the NFL, I gotta go. That card Steelers oh, Super Bowl, was, yeah, just I San Antonio. Like I just remember, it was like if you were catching a football after that, like, oh yeah, all you wanted toe, to do yeah. were were the toe tap yeah. in like that, and yeah. it was just so cool. Uh, but yeah, I have to go with that. San Antonio Holmes, uh, last receiver to win uh, Super Bowl MVP, I believe. Uh, I think perhaps I'm, yeah, I'm I trying to think. I mean, James White, running back. Um, yeah, I think it was him. Uh, yeah. A little yeah, fun for fact. Sure. But, um, yes. yeah, that could go 1-1. One, one. I mean, that might be people. That, people consider that the greatest NFL game of all time. I I do. I that yeah. that's the game that made me fall in love with football. Yeah. I love games that have unique scores too. Like it's just like what was you going on in this game. You yeah. just think you just think of what happened in that game. You had. A hundred yard pick six from James Harrison, a Hall of Fame defender. You had Larry Fitzgerald, who had one of the great, the greatest postseason a wide receiver has ever seen, it, leading up to that game, and torches for like a seventy yard touchdown, touchdown in the second half to bring him back. You have the Santonio Holmes, the birth of yeah, a generation of toe tappers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that became How about the this? gold standard. Nine catches for one thirty-one and a TD for Santonio Holmes. Wow, oh, what a game! What did Larry have? Is it up? Uh, or, oh, you don't have the box. No, I just was looking at Super Bowl then. MVPs. Uh, yeah, he was the last receiver, and then um, three years before that, Heinz Ward, five catches, one twenty-three and a against TD. the Seahawks. Jeez. All right. So. On to you, Mart. Um, I'm going to take a recent one. I'm going to go with Super Bowl LII, and that was the Eagles versus the Patriots, 41-33 final. Again, a bunch of memorable plays from that game. You got Elshon Jeffries' bomb catch. You got the uh, the Philly special, obviously. The last thing Trey Burton ever did. Um, 
And you got what you got joke. you got the uh, Brady on the quarterback throwback fumbling oh. fumbling the Lombardi oh, yeah, Trophy yeah, meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's so many plays. That it was game a was perfect throw. That too. game was back and forth. Nick Foles for no reason played like a perfect game, and the Eagles some, somehow scored 41 points on a, an incredible defense, and yeah. they won the Super Bowl. That was a great Super Bowl. Um, I think I would definitely hold that game in a higher regard if I just didn't have a burning hatred for the for the Eagles. Um, it is object it is objectively one of the greatest Super Bowls I think um, in terms of it just being you know the the storylines the backup quarterback yeah. you know Brady's here again um, you know there that Eagles that Doug uh, Peterson offense that was so unique and so you know nuanced and it was so fun and to Carson watch Carson once was going to win the MVP yeah. that year and, and he blew out his ACL and and then the backup comes in and the backup journeyman uh, Nick Foles. Um, comes in yeah that's a that's a good pick um for mine uh my second pick this is tough um do i go college again it is tough i mean i think i'll go so we went college first round nfl so i'll stay nfl um i'm gonna go with super bowl 51 patriots falcons uh matt ryan was the mvp julio jones was putting up you know, an unreal season. You had uh, Devonte Freeman, all pro yeah, running back. So the Falcons were a phenomenal team. Then you have the Patriots, who it was one of the first times that it seemed like the Falcon or the the Patriots weren't you know set up in the better spot to win that game. And I mean, what happened? The first thirty minutes were abysmal from Belichick's boys and Brady and the Falcons took a 28 to 3 lead into the locker room only to be part of perhaps the biggest collapse in sports history and definitely the most memed and the most uh referenced in terms of like Atlanta you know how Atlanta yeah, gets the bad up. rap now and just you know the Edelman catch um the James White touchdown Overtime again, overtime in that one. It's just the only Super Bowl to ever go to overtime. Yeah, and yep. yeah, and it was just it was that's a an unbelievable game, and I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again in a Super Bowl in terms of just a tale of two halves to that extent, you know. But so that that would be my second round. Um, do you I get another, another one? Yeah. You're on the uh, the snake here. Um, it's tough. You get snaked. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay NFL, and I'm gonna go with the 2018 Chiefs Rams. Um, that one that was supposed time. to be in Isn't Mexico. That, like the highest scoring game ever. 54-41. 54-51. Yeah. Aaron Donald had like two defensive touchdowns. <laughs> you remember that um, game was supposed to be in Mexico City? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I I didn't actually, and but I'm reminded of it. Um, that was when before golf kind of uh, regressed, but that was like it was, that was Todd it was prime. Mahomes Mahomes's uh, first year where he was just blowing up and putting together maybe the greatest quarterback season we've ever seen. It was the Rams looking like a Super Bowl favorite all year. Yeah. They meet they in prime them. time. And just put together perhaps the greatest regular season yeah. game of all time. Back and forth, back and forth. Chiefs yeah. or Rams get the last laugh, and 
only to almost meet again in that Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, I'll take that one. Um, yeah, this is tough. I don't know if I want to go another. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go um, Super Bowl XLIX, whatever the hell that is. It's, uh, but it's the Patriots Seahawks. It's a Malcolm Butler game. Mm-hmm. So again, I mean, I don't know how some of these Patriots fans are still alive. Like they've been through probably like three, like probably ten cardiac events in their lives. Like yeah. just watching these Boston teams because they're always there. It's all the fish they <laughs> it's eat. A, yeah, healthy, right? it's whatever. But I mean, that game, Legion of Boom, about to win that. That would that would that was going to be their back to back, right? They would have died this year. In the in the sea, yeah, that would have cemented their dynasty. Russ would have had two. They were, I mean, playing well the whole game. What's it called? Jermaine Curse with a, like one of the top five like Super Bowl catches like damn near ever on that whatever on that sideline. Get it down to the one again. One of the most infamous plays in NFL history. They didn't run Marshawn Lynch, and Malcolm Butler made one of the greatest defensive plays in NFL history, winning a Super Bowl with that interception, jumping a slant, which was an unbelievable play, unbelievable read. And it made him like $90 million because the Titans just shelled out $90 million. Yeah, they were like, oh, he caught a ball. We need him. And that was it. And Tom got whatever his fourth ring or whatever the hell it was. And also had maybe the most controversial play call in NFL history. Yeah, Um, don't run it with Marshawn Lynch. And force feed, uh, what's his name, Ricardo Lockett. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some nobody flex, but great game. Um, great Super Bowl. I'm going to go with uh, the USC Penn State uh, Rose Bowl from a couple of years ago. Uh, I was just, I remember that you talk about those games that just go back and forth. USC up 13 0 at the end of the first uh, quarter. Who comes back but Penn State makes it a 21-27 game at half. Penn State are ups for 28 in the third. They ended up scoring zero in the fourth. But you remember that Saquon run? He juked mm-hmm. out like six USC guys on the way from going to the right side of the field all the way to the left. A couple NFL guys in this game. Sam Darnold, 33 for uh, yeah, 33 for 53, 453, five TDs in a, t- uh, in a pick. McSorley, 254, four TDs and three picks. Saquon, 25 rushes for 194 and two TDs. And then Chris Godwin, nine receptions for 187 and two TDs. Wow. And they, and they lost. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Crazy game. Uh, yeah, I just I yeah, remember they- loving that game. It was just so electric. Yeah. It's a good pick. Good pick. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Shoot, I got another one. Um, I will have to go with, again, another sweet kind of running. And this is running back performance, but 07, um, Arkansas versus LSU. LSU was really, really good. I think they were ranked number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and McFadden just gave them the work. 206 yards, three TDs, um, another NFL legend in that uh in that game, Peyton Hillis, 62 yards, Jones. five receptions, two TDs. Matt Flynn threw for 209 and three TDs. But that was a 50-48 overtime game, and that was like that third OT. Like we saw, like, okay, you got you got to go for two. Arkansas gets it. LSU doesn't. Yep. All of a sudden, uh, Arkansas, who 8-4 and four on the year. Wow. One of their wins against not uh, top-seeded LSU. <laughs> Good pick. Um, all right, it's back to me. 
Um, I think I'm going to go with the 2014 BCS National Championship. That was uh, Florida State versus Oregon. That was Jameis Winston versus Marcus Mariota, two Heisman Trophy winners. Um, and, that I mean, that game was just unreal back and forth. I remember in Chicago that day, it was, I think, negative 10. It was like that fro or that polar vortex type of thing that that went around the country. The polar was, vortex. That was, was that? Didn't they play Oregon in the? Yeah, Rose they played. Bowl, in they the Rose played Rose Auburn Bowl. in the in the title game. No, uh, Oregon played Ohio State in the title game. In twenty fourteen. Oh no! Yeah, you're right. No, that, that's what I That's what I meant. The Florida State Auburn. Yeah, yeah. But that was twenty thirteen. Nick Marshall. Yeah, Nick Marshall yeah. versus Jameis. And that game season twenty fourteen. Trey Mason went Fine. for Calvin one like Benjamin. Calvin Benjamin game two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, and Calvin Benjamin before he started going to Popeyes was yeah. unreal <laughs> for Winston. And yeah, he's a bum. Yeah, he and then he got the NFL money and just started eating. Got all that Popeyes. Yeah, Zion. I mean Nick, Nick Marshall. Right. That was a miracle Auburn team with the the Georgia catch and stuff. So they they, they got the there and they they showed out. And um, yeah, no, that was that was an unreal game. And James Winston brought it home for Florida State. It's the only thing they've done <laughs> in yeah. in thirty years. So. He's he's a he's a legend. That's another great uh, championship game for sure. Um, it's to me, right? Yeah. I think you got your last two. Yeah, I yeah I do. So let's see here. Um, I'm gonna go with the 2019 Fiesta Bowl. Um, it's a great. Pick. This game was hyped up to be the second coming of Texas USC because it was the first time since that game that the num the two top scoring offenses and defenses had matched up wow. during the season and I just remember seeing and obviously it's Trevor Lawrence Joseph Fields it was you know all, just uh, more players that were there are more players from that game in the NFL than not in the NFL you know what I mean yeah. it was just star-studded it was they were both on a collision course where we kind of knew that we were going to see these teams play each other and they're just two powerhouses Another game with some controversy, um, that uh, fumble versus incompletion. That oh the Okuda one. Uh, yeah, and the scoop. That was incomplete. The scoop and um, <laughs> uh, I, oh my god, I'm I'm forgetting the name of the Tyler or something. The linebacker for Clemson that chased oh, down the psycho he one. He chased down J.K. Dobbins, who was uh, cooking. Clemson to start the game gets chased down and taken down at the four. Looked like he was off to the races. Takes gets him taken down at the four. They settle for a field goal. James Skalski? No, it wasn't Skalski. No, it was Tyler. (laughs) Um, But he tracks him down. Ends up being the game-saving play. The difference as they held him to three and then go on to win that game. it was just Clash of the Titans. Uh, you know, we got yeah. so many. People so many. forget how incredible J.K. Dobbins was. He, he was, was just hurt this year in the NFL, so you know what I mean. And he like, was great. He's he had a great rookie great. year. He had a great rookie year too. He's be a beast. And uh, so I'll go that one, and then um, round it out. Round it out with. I feel like I have to do this. Um, because you know I can't. There's no Bears game I can really put up here, but one of. And this goes more towards maybe the best time, the most emotional, the most just sporadic and up and down I've ever felt while watching a, a football game 
was the 2020 Clemson Notre Dame uh, game in South Bend. Um, the big storyline, obviously, um, and a little bit that you know hangs a little cloud that hangs around that game is Trevor Lawrence being out with COVID and DJ Ungalele starting. Ungalele threw for like 430. He had like 460 total yards. Ian Book, I thought, fumbled the game away where he could have walked into the end zone, Mart. Remember? And he tossed it. And I just remember watching that. We were about 20 deep in your living room going nuts. And then when that happened, we all went into silence because we were like, oh, I've seen this movie. I know how it ends. Yeah. It didn't end like that. Awusu our best player goes and takes down gets the sack we i think we i think we sacked them all three times when they got the ball back yeah. and just when that last when that last play that ball left and hit the ground just pure ecstasy yeah. pure just um just one of the funnest the most fun i've ever and had an watching a game by book to Avery Davis to yeah. down the seam to and that first touchdown. what second play of the game Kyron Williams going yard yeah um, just Owusu-Koromo stripped Etienne for I think touchdown. I think there's people that didn't have a rooting interest in that game that would have thought that that was an unbelievable game. So I don't feel too bad about taking it. But I'm going that 2020 um, Notre Dame Clemson. Okay, so now it's to me to round out my group. I'm between two NFL games here. I th- I'm gonna go with. 20, the 2015 divisional round game between the Packers and the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. That was the infamous Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary to Jeff Janis, which is one, why I picked this game is because how many times do you see a Hail Mary complete in the playoffs? Never. Like, I don't, that literally might, I'm, I'm sure there's a couple other instances. How many times have you ever seen a Hail Mary going on his back, on foot. His back foot away from his 70 yards out to his weak side? Yeah. You know, never. Yeah. I Wait. Mean, what about uh, Golden Tate in the in the fail Mary or against uh, the Packers? When was that? That was that was to start the NFL season because that was the uh, the lockout refs. Remember? Oh yeah, the replacement yeah. refs. The fail Mary. Yeah. Golden, yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah. He but that hail Mary to Jeff Janis. The car like the Cardinals. That was those Arians teams. They'd always like been great in the regular season, could never get over the hump. You're like, oh, t- another tail for the but Cardinals. Palmer was always, you know, pa- Palmer solid. was very good. Fitzgerald. They they had some good teams. Come back, Michael. Floyd. I think I think the, they got it together again yeah. with with Palmer. The they Cardinals. Did, yeah. they, they were they were More a good team and them. all those bombs. And um, Larry, I think that was also with the NFL overtime rules. Cards got the ball, I think, right away. Fitz takes it 70 yards, like an unreal just Palmer, team on his Palmer back. Palmer threw it all the way back across the field yeah. to Larry just sitting there and goes, takes it to the five. Takes it to the five, and then they, they shovel pass it in for the win. I mean, the Cardinals obviously didn't end up doing shit, but like, it was still an unreal game. Yeah, that was game. an unbelievable yeah, game. Was that was one of those games where you remember, like, I remember what I was doing, like, where I, I was yeah. watching that game at the Cheesecake Factory. I, I was in a hotel. <laughs> We were like going to an, had a nice dinner, went to the Cheesecake Factory, and then we we saw that it was com- it was going to be close, so we like booked at home. So we're watching like the uh, Cheesecake Factory, the one bar TV, you know they got, yeah. and uh, uh, we like booked at home just in time for for the Rogers Hail Mary, and then obviously I love Larry Fitz and just watching that, just you know, so uh, sad going back 
you know, finding that fountain of youth and just torching the Packers. There's a reason why these are some of the greatest games in NFL history because every single one of us remembers every single place where you were for like these select few games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can I look at this list. And I'm like, it's oh, a I big was, marker. I was there. I was there. I was there. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, and I think we've all had that. We all have that context for every one of our picks. Yeah. And um, should we go or beat you one more? Unorthodox, but I and it's hard for me to say this, but I truthfully believe this was one of the best games I've seen in my recent memory. Okay. That Ohio State Utah game. That game was sweet. That game in the was this year. That game was unreal. When you factor out how we didn't even get to see, like. I, I have such a respect for Ohio State, and I always will, even though I hate them. But that fact that they could do that on offense and, like, comeback-wise with two the pretty much the two, two of the top five, probably two of the top three best receivers in college football this year was insane. Smith Ajigwa literally just put the team on his back, and Stroud showed that he's going to be pissed off all next year. And Ohio State is going to be an absolute menace next year. Yeah. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr., it was so cool seeing that dude catch touchdowns. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember. He looks exactly like his dad. I know. I, his dad was one of my all time favorite receivers. Before or after he killed that person? Uh, both. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm going to go with. I know it's really uh, recent, and it literally just no happened. No problem with that. But, to, that game, uh, seeing it go back and forth. A few like honorable that. mentions that we have listed here, too, and it's people are going to look and be like, oh, how the hell did that not get on there? I mean, 2022 Bills-Chiefs, yeah. the game we just yeah. saw. that In five years, we might be looking back and be like, yep, yeah, that's going to be on a lot of people's lists. I'm sure if we did this draft next a year week, from, it would be or, different. Yeah, like it's, few, yeah, it's just recency bias, honestly, that that's probably not making any board. And then... One game that I'm sure a lot of people remember is LSU A&M seven overtime, seventy-four to seventy-two. Yeah, LSU. Or I mean, Texas A&M over LSU. That was, I mean, that was the longest game in the history of college football Who until took, whatever. Did you? Illinois, didn't you Penn take the uh, the alt total over one forty and a half? Smacked. Yeah, yeah smacked. Um, paid for the University of Dayton. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, yeah, no, those are great. Those are some of the all-time games. Exact so score, 74-72. <laughs> wow, yeah, one of those well, fake VR betting yeah, tickets. Yeah, one, uh, one ticket that I'm sure a bunch of people had on our of our listener base is Kendall Blanton. If you guys had Kendall Blanton plus 8,000 on that Rams in that Rams game, you're you're looking pretty good. Then they uh, might be looking to subscribe to get the lost episode of Splitting Gaps. Splitting yeah. Gaps, well, episode, splitting gaps gold, episode, yeah. episode zero. Yeah. Splitting, to get all that locks. Um, <laughs> um, well, I guess what would be your guys' uh, picks for the weekend, uh, football-wise? Um, who are you guys taking? In so each I guess we've said we've all kind of consensus where we we would like we'd enjoy a, a Stafford Burrow. Um, I guess I'm I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. I like the Rams, I, yeah. dude. The Rams. I know that they may it ended up being pretty close there, um, but they look dominant. But dude. they look like all parts of that team is firing, you know. So they're all. There's not one thing that's down or um, one thing that's lacking right now. I think they're more well rounded than the Niners. So I'll take the Rams and um, God. I love these Bengals. I can't. Ooh, I can't take the Chiefs. I mean, I'm gonna root for the Bengals so hard, but. If I'm picking from a logic standpoint, I gotta. I think the Chiefs are gonna win that game, so I'm gonna go Chiefs. And then personally, I think San Francisco, just the style of football they play, I think they're gonna control the 
control the ball, control the game. And I think the Niners are going to knock off the Rams. And so I got Niners-Chiefs rematch. I think Chiefs will probably win, but I'm all in the Joe Shiesty train, so go Bengals. Uh, Plus seven is hitting, though. Um, I don't think there's any way the Rams lose this football game. I think they will win by 14-plus. I will lock in the Rams. You think the – you think McVeigh finally gets his, his I think big it's, brother? I think it's what you know. said. It's unique, but I'm saying is if they can. So if the Niners start with the ball, Rams get a stop. They need to do that. Or if the Rams start with the ball, run it with Cam Akers. I think Cam Akers goes over 100, and gets in the end zone. I think it's going to be put some stick yeah. on them. Yeah, you stick it back to uh, the Niners. You know, if they're going to try and run and control the game, throw it a little back at them. Just don't get so caught up in needing that deep bomb to Cooper Cup. You know, just I don't know. Play I, your just, game. I feel like we've seen it too many times with San Francisco. It's, it's also just, impossible to beat a it's team. A game, three times. It's just going to be a game that it's going to be twenty to seventeen. Just, just grinding out drives, grinding out field goals, grinding out points. And I feel like that's a game that suits San Fran. I don't. I just well, don't we'll see, see the Rams being that explosive. I don't know. We'll see. We'll they see. are very explosive. We'll have a Super Bowl preview. Yep. For so. Sure. It'll be a good um, weekend. I did want for our um, Chicago contingency of listeners. The Chicago fandom. Um, wow. I mean, we get rid of the disgruntled, the incompetent Ryan and Matt, and that. we go out and we get Ryan and Matt to take their jobs respectively. Um, I had, to be quite honest, uh, you know, I'm supposed to be the expert here. I had never heard either one of these names. In my life, uh, I was not familiar with either one. Um, it shocked me, being the Chicago Bears, that they couldn't. I thought they'd get more of a. I just guy. thought this was one of the mo- the deepest, um, like pool of candidates that were between jobs and were candidates for a bunch of these jobs that were opening up that we've seen in a long time. So I was oh, like. You're talking about, you know, the odds that we got, you know, Caldwell or something was like four to one. And that, but the odds that we got one of these guys in the circulation were overwhelming. And then we go get the DC from Indy, who just ended his tenure there by choking away their playoff hopes and their great season by giving up 30 points to the Jaguars. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the offensive coordinator will be big, who we take there. And Massive. The, I mean, that's really yeah. And um, I did want, I did want Bowles. That was the guy I really, I really was kind of bought in. Where I was like, I would be confident in him. Um, there's a couple guys, but uh, we'll see. This Bowles guy, he, I guess, he is just there simply because he had a hand in the drafting of Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, and that was where He's his trajectory. That was his tra- t- is trajectory. Oh, GM. he's a GM. Okay, um, I'm sorry. So he, I think he was a former Bear, right? He played for the oh, Bears. That's good. Um, at one point or another, lineman. yeah, it's a big guy. So we'll see. I mean, th- it's not something where it's like a player where you can, you know, see, you know, the body of work you've seen, you know, what he's done on the field. So yeah. it's harder to know these front end, front end guys what I, they've done. I but personally, do not like. I've come around to both hires. I think. I mean, polls. What I, like we know, like for especially in NFL GMs, you don't know much about these guys because there's so many people in the front office. So that's that's more of a question mark. I think Eberflus, 
will be interesting because he I heard that um what's it called? He's best friends with uh Rich Basicchia. So his first move that he put in that he it's already in the works is that if the Raiders don't retain Basicchia that he's going to be the Bears special teams coach. He should be the Bears head coach. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, so bring him into head coach. He and people like just um like former like or just Bears people in general have been saying that his demeanor, Iberflus's demeanor, is that it very, very similar to Lovey. And Lovey's been the only guy that's been able to get anything done with Chicago in 20 years. Since Ditka. So, yeah, since Ditka. So, 40 years. Which, if, if they're comparing him to Lovey, I like, like, I personally like that. And I've also heard a name floated around is that he might want to bring in, bring back Rod Marinelli as the DC. And that's been the, I mean, the last. Besides 2018 with Fangio, I mean, would be fantastic. But we, Bears had some damn good defenses under Marinelli and Lovey. And they did. I mean, P, like they had the best defense. What that year where Peanut had all those punches, Jen, yeah, like the Peanut punch. So we'll we'll see how all of this plays out. But I think I think he'll be a guy that it's it's not. I don't think it's a bad hire, honestly. No, I um, I again, I never really heard and, of him. But. And all that stems on. Uh, the OC. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. It's, it's all about no, the OC good. now. I don't really have much to say. Just that uh, my takeaway was after I figured out who he was being the Colts DC. Um, I personally don't like to hire when you hire a guy when his last showing is 40 points to Jacksonville. Uh, it's just like, what were we doing there? You had a playoff spot yeah. on the line. Like, I mean, you, 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 you had to do your job. There, there's a lot of aspects that go into a football yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, once throwing no, two picks. Yeah, in it's, own, it's, it's, not, it's a sour it's taste. So, like, deliberately then, that, but it's just kind of like that's how It's a sour taste, yeah. and you're like, yeah. oh, this is the guy. Because it's like, you know, recency plays a lot into bias and how you think of things. And it's like, that's... And, and that's his recent show. Well, that's yeah, that's that's why the Bears fans react to the. And way it's they tough, did. but I don't know. He's young. Uh, There's always a good thing. The new wave in the NFL has been, hey, get your young, slick-looking guy, Lafleur, Shanahan, McVay. Um, they're all going to clean up. And I mean, look at it right now. We got these young coaches. And and, and two arguments. Zach Taylor. Two all arguments young that could be made. In the like, so so you, everybody's like, oh my god, they just brought in a defensive guy like to develop fields like. Same old bears like all this. It's like, dude, look at look at Buffalo and look at the Chargers. Staley and McDermott are both defensive guys, yeah. and they yeah. both their quarterbacks have both taken unbelievable steps forward. Really, the only time you have honestly seen from like an offensive like guru, because Belichick really isn't like a guru offensively, is really Andy Reid and Mahomes. Mm-hmm. That's really the only yeah. example where you've seen a guy take a full-on head coaching and OC role and have a dynamite quarterback yeah. where you're doing like Sean McVay crazy couldn't do plays. it with Jared Goff. Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it takes a very rare thing. You also have to like Andy Reid is literally like the OC too. I mean, like yeah, I know yeah. like Bellamy is like he's great. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's probably the best OC in football mm-hmm. right now, but. Andy Reid has been doing this with the Eagles. He was doing it, the integrate play calls and stuff, and so it's very, very rare where you see that kind of pairing where it's this guy knows how to drop the offense and this guy knows how to deliver it. Which, like yeah, it. which puts a nicks in that argument. It's like there, yeah, there exactly. isn't some there isn't some quarterback whisperer walking down the street. Yeah, like you no. can't just you can't just like formulate Harbaugh. that guy. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. So is Harbaugh going to take the Raiders job? I heard the Raiders are interviewing McDaniels. 
Yeah, I don't think Arvall leaves at all. I told you, I don't think he'll bone over Michigan like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't too, think so. Especially it's, now, especially since he draws interest every year. Well, like I mean, job, Denver, Denver hired already. Like there's, there's not his, too many jobs. His job, he not going to wants down the line in the NFL. Whenever that's available, he'll just take it. Yeah. I mean, he, he'll have what he wants. I know. What it. if Jacksonville went from Urban to Harbaugh? I was thinking that. That would have been funny. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. That'd but funny. Uh, I did want to. So, in terms of the draft, um, my picks: we had the 2017 national championship, Bama Clemson. We had Super Bowl 51 between the Falcons and Patriots. We had the Rams Chiefs 2018 54-51 classic. The 2019 Fiesta Bowl between Ohio State and Trevor Lawrence's Clemson Tigers. And then the 2020 Clemson Tigers against Notre Dame. Big Clemson fan, huh? Uh, yeah, they, you got them they three, got they've been pretty good. Three times, <laughs> no. three of the five. Um, Marty, we had the 2013 Iron Bowl, the kick six. Super Bowl, what, 52? Yeah, I think so. Um, is that the Seahawks? That's the Eagles. Eagles. Patriots. Uh, and then we had the Seahawks-Patriots Super Bowl, the 2013 FSU Auburn National Championship, Calvin Benjamin, Jameis Winston, Nick Marshall. Trey Mason. Trey Mason. The 2015 NFL Divisional Packers Cardinals Classic, the Hail Mary, the Larry Fitz winner. And then for Beach, we had the 2007 Fiesta Bowl. We have Super Bowl 43 between the Cards and the Steelers, um, one of the all-time greatest games in NFL history, if not the 2017 Rose Bowl. Um, Saquon, Godwin, Darnold, just star-studded lineup, absolute shootout. The 2007 Arkansas-LSU game, the uh, uh, overtime Darren McFadden game, and 2022 OSU-Utah Rose Bowl. I love my so, Rose Bowls. Uh, yeah, so we all have a little bit of... Uh, it's the granddaddy of yeah, them all. we all have a little trend, but um, we'll probably do a graphic where we can yeah, you know, we'll let them know, see, assuming yeah, most... Most people have seen them. Get a poll up, see yeah. who's the best. See, yeah, we'll see. see who wins this. We'll do that, and um, we got you know championship Sunday. Championship Sunday. Um, Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. He's the greatest player of all time. David Ortiz can go kick rocks. Also, big game, big game for Dayton tonight against Rhode Island. We're all going to be there. We will be there. Splitting gaps will be in attendance for that one. Um, roll yours. We roll have yours. A, we have a, is a beast. We have a serious uh, a serious path that can get us to March um, if we win a couple of these games. Oh, yeah. I mean, so um, these are huge games Um, between the Bengals and this game tonight. This campus is going to be a very good time, Um, very good energy. And, um, yeah, so this is minus six and a half tonight if we need need to take the Flyers. I mean, you just got to take it in general. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just buy in. Yeah, just just do it. so, yeah, um, we got some sounds lo fi on the outro, and we'll see you next week. So you, you, you know I can see them, they in lo fi. They in lo fi.